Welcome to Moon Harbor Heroes. Today's issue is Cataclysm Crew, issue 94. It's alive. On the cover, Max and Amber stand in the corner of a darkened laboratory, looking shocked. In the middle of the page, Squire, hair staticked up and in a lab coat, stands over a table with a figure covered in a sheet. She has a hysterical look of glee on her face. We turn the page and our story begins. Our next panel opens on Amber and Max standing outside of the headquarters for the new what was Saber does not yet have a name organization. Are you two in costume or are you out of costume? I, I think I'm still doing the out of costume but costumes under the civilian clothes. Cool. Uh, then I am in the same. Sweet. Don't have time to change. We got things to do. All right. Uh, so you are outside of the Not Saber headquarters. What are you going to do? Okay. So they've still got like some of a lot, a lot of the stuff that Saber used to have. So like they would confiscate a whole bunch of items from villains whenever they arrested them. Uh, and obviously uh, Saber would never like give anything back or do anything it. So it's just like in there. There's got to be a, like a shell of a robot body in there. Yeah. Now that tracks. Uh, mechanically, I have to move all the best stuff. Perfect. Can you read that move for me? You've compiled access to caches of equipment and weaponry other supers have hidden in the city. Uh, when you access a cache, say whose cache it is. In this case, uh, Sabers, formerly. Uh, and so if it's a hero's roll with savior, uh, and then villain's roll with danger. Perfect. Go ahead and roll plus savior there. No. <laughs> Come on. What happens on a miss? uh, Well, that does fill up my potential track. Uh, On a miss, you've tripped an alarm and they're coming. Prepare to explain yourself. Excellent. It's not even that you've tripped an alarm. You walk in and Missing Links happens to be in the lobby. uh, And she's like chatting with like a corrections officer about some villain. And she turns and she's like, two questions. One, what are you doing here? Two, why aren't you in costume? Um, I mean, we could be in costume uh, pretty quickly. Do you want us to uh, come back in in a minute? I mean, I, I wasn't aware that, you know, everyone here really knows you. So that's fine. Um, Okay, back to the first question. What are you two doing here? Oh, I mean, we were here for like, you know how like Saber confiscates items and then never fucking uses them. Uh, It's pretty race, uh, pretty like, it's it's pretty wasteful. Uh, So we wanted to go and see if we could find something we could use for a project we're working on. She looks at Max and she's like, is that true, Max? Yeah, and you know how this works. It's going to save you money in the long run because I'm going to talk fix it into buying it for me. Go ahead and roll to provoke, Max. By the way, Max's character sheet is like 12 pages of paper. I, I'm exaggerating slightly, but this is it is ridiculous at this point. That is a seven. She sighs and she's like, you're right. Okay, I will go with you to find whatever it is that you're looking for. And she turns to the officer and she's like, um, anyway, uh, just file those papers and yeah. And then she turns and she's like, okay, so where are we off to? Storage, but what exactly are we looking for? Robotics. Okay. Uh, and she like pulls out her phone and starts flipping through like documents on her phone. And she's like, uh, are we looking for animal shaped robotics, dinosaur shaped robotics, human shaped robotics, or, human. uh, Human. Okay. Uh, we are going to look at floor two, room 
four. Uh, and she swipes into the elevator. Yeah, cool. Let's go. And she's like, you're in a hurry. Yes, we are. We, we're on a time crunch. What is this project? And she presses the button for floor two. We could show we could sh show you when we're done. It's gonna be pretty cool, but like it would take a long, really long time to explain. And like we're still not sure it's gonna work. And I think it'd be really cool if like you know we do like a big grand reveal. She sighs and she's like, "There are times where I really regret that I got involved in your lives." Yeah, but you're stuck with us, unfortunately. Uh, and then the elevator opens and she starts walking towards room two sixty four. Room 264 does have like a like key swipe in front of it, but she swipes in. Uh, Amber, you also have a key card, um, which would get you in there, but uh, she swipes in for you. As the three of you enter, there's like a speaker in the room that says, Welcome, Rebel Razor. Welcome, Rascal King. Welcome, Missing Links. Don't like that. Oh, just as a biometric scan whenever uh, anyone comes in or out of the facility. When did that start? Is that left over and uh, going to be taken down soon? Uh, no, that was um, implemented a couple weeks ago. Um, it was a donation uh, from uh, Brendan Reeves. I thought we'd been talking about like not doing all of the creepy, getting a whole lot of information on people thing that Saber was doing. I'm, I mean, we're not getting information. We'll discuss this later. You're on a time crunch and looking for a human robot. Yes, yes, we are on a time crunch. We are going to talk about this later, though. Okay, um, great. Let's talk about this later. Human-shaped robots. Uh, yeah. And she, like, turns on a light and there's just, like, boxes. And, like, you can see, like, robot arms sticking out of some. Like, there's a couple heads sticking out. And she's like... I think anything that is fully put together is near the back over there. Um, but honestly, robotics aren't really my thing, so I don't really spend much time in here. Wow, I'm going to immediately head off towards the back trying to find a, a good a, a good suitable one. There's definitely a like cardboard box some, somewhere labeled sundresses. Fantastic. Uh, and yeah, you find... Um, it's actually a little bit creepy looking. Uh, all the like fully built robot humans are like hung on the wall um so it just like has this like their like armpits are around like pegs and they're just like leaning up on the wall there but there's just a wall of robot bodies uh is there one that is decently like sized for this that looks like serviceable uh, yeah, there's a couple that are, like, human-sized. Uh, they're near the middle of the wall. They start from, like, smallest and get larger as you go up, which is probably actually a poor organizational situation. I feel like you want the biggest ones on the bottom, but regardless. Yeah, I'll probably take, like, a, like a medium-sized one. Uh, and you do find one that is actually from 2020, so it's pretty recent. Cool. Astute readers will actually recognize that this looks like a very, very similar body to Anagram. Like, very similar. Maybe the next generation. Uh, but yeah, you get it. And Lynx looks at you both and she's like, Okay, um, what are you building a robot for? Um, don't worry about it. Like I said, I think I really, I really, I think I ever looks at Max. She's like, I mean, I guess, should we do like a, like, a party for when we're done? Like, I don't know, to celebrate? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, we'll be sure to invite you. 
I'll be sure to not attend. Oh, cool. Uh, and she sighs and like closes the door behind you all as you're like dragging this adult sized body out of there. Before we go. Uh-huh. Is there like some kind of like thing by the door that's uh, attached to this biometric scanner? Uh, yeah, there's like a little um, pad on the wall. Cool. I just want to like touch that as we leave and try to like short circuit it and take take that thing down. Because of what's happening with your body right now with the red pixels, you touch it, it sparks with that red pixel and just stops working. And then the door closes behind you. Excellent. I would like a panel just like as we're walking out of the building where Max looks over at Amber's like, we're going to have to talk about that. Yeah, when when we're done, but like they, they can't have that. Yeah. And then I'm good with the page turn. Excellent. Uh, we turn the page and we are back in uh, Dr. Septimus's lab and they have not moved, but like there are piles of printouts and like one of the whiteboards on the wall is just covered in what look like scientific drawings, but honestly, they could just be scribbles. It would be really hard to tell. And Dr. Septimus hasn't really looked over at you, but as you open the door, Dr. Septimus is like, okay, if you have the body, go ahead and put it on the table. And I would love a coffee if anyone has coffee. Uh, where are the interns? Is there an intern here? Someone who can give me a coffee? Uh, I'll send Squire out, and I think we get squire hopping down off my shoulder um with ben's credit card and darting out for coffee yes fantastic uh and dr septimus is like okay um so i can personalize a body i can make it look like basically whoever you want we'll just uh 3d print the uh face and any other body features we need build it out but uh it's much easier to do that with an established body there yeah, we we got one. They turn and they're like, okay, great. A uh, couple things. One, we're going to need to take everything inside of that robot and take it out. Uh, mostly just the stuff in the chest and any sort of memory card uh, storage systems in the... Most of them are located in where the brain would be. Uh, so if one of the two of you wanted to start uh, opening that chest up and getting those out there, that should be fine. Amber's like already doing that as they're talking. Perfect. And they look at Max and they're like, okay. Uh, so she is working on that for you, which is excellent. Um, what do what do you do? What do you need done? They blink and they're like, about a thousand things, none of which I think you're qualified to do. Okay. Um, can you start printing out pictures and she points at the computer and she's like printing out pictures of people just like give us some face casts to work with for this Laura. If we're going to be trying to make a new persona for her, it's easier to start with traits that she likes from other people. That way I can like kind of cultivate them together. So just, I don't know, find a, high school yearbook online and just start printing off their pictures or something. I do so. Perfect. We get like a montage of you all working and there's some like quick cuts of Squire bringing in the coffee of Dr. Septimus, like ripping mechanics out and putting mechanics into the body. And after a moment, we get like this panel of just stillness 
after we've like done a fair bit and everyone's just kind of like sitting around and Dr. Septimus is like, so a couple things. We are going to need to get a quick uh, field test to make sure that this body will be fully functional. Um, sometimes these bodies can react poorly to weather. So we're going to need to essentially take the robot for a walk. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, um, I think this might be a good time for one of us to, or for all of us, myself and you, Amber, I guess, to have a conversation with Laura and start to figure out what she wants to look like. Yeah. They look at Rascal King and they're like, do you feel comfortable taking the robot out for a walk? I mean, yeah. And I glance at Squire. I'm pretty experienced with that. (laughs) Great. Uh, So you're going to want to take it upstairs, out through the front door, and then uh, take it Best option is probably going to be to take it to the park. Um, it's humid outside, so that should be a good enough barometer of uh, weather patterns. So yeah, just uh, take it to the park that's a couple blocks down the road, uh, walk it around a little bit, uh, see about getting mud on its feet. Just generally try to expose it to the same kinds of things a human would be exposed to. I take the robot by the hand and head out the door. Perfect. Uh, it mindlessly follows. I love this. And uh, Amber, they look at you and they're like, okay, uh, headset time? Headset time, and she hands one over. We get this like cool panel of like the two of you putting on the headset and like bright flash of white light as the two of you go into the virtual world. And then we turn the page and see Max and this robot just like walking through the park. And Squire is kind of like hopping along, like tossing mud at the robot's feet, that kind of thing. And then there is a cough behind you. And it's like one of those like pointed like <clears throat> coughs. I turn to see who it is. You don't recognize the individual person, uh, but they are wearing a monarch power lab coat. I pretend like I did not see them and start walking my robot a little bit faster. Um, Mr. Myers? Uh, I think you have the wrong person. And I'm taking a quicker step. Um, Maximilian Myers the second. Okay, what? What do you want? And I'm going to stop and turn. It has come to the attention of Monarch Power that some of our technology is being used to start a rather grand robotics project. So we just would like to know if we are going to be getting a cut of any proceeds or a copy of any records, because it is our product that's being used for this. What product? The VR headsets that you all are using. Oh, the ones you use to spy on us illegally? We already paid my uncle back for that. And can we like be in the shadow, like, uh, like close enough to the Monarch building I can see it? Absolutely. And I'm going to point up at the construction. See? That's when we paid for those headsets. Uh, And she smiles at you and she's like, I appreciate the cheek, but we just want to make sure that anything potentially connected to our company is being used for good. Like demo? She pauses and she says, the Greenwing project is loosely connected to Monarch Power, but... They are a independent subcontractor who have their own autonomy over their own decisions. 
I'm sure that's how the public will see it. And she looks at you and she says, look, Mr. Myers, we don't want to do this the hard way. I don't either. But it'd be easy for us to forget we have those files if you stop pestering us about the headsets you used to spy on us. She sighs and she says, Mr. Myers, I am under express orders to not leave without getting some more information on this project. Now, we can just take your robot and find out what kind of work is being done on it. Or you can give us the information we're requesting. I pulled the sleeves of my long shirt back because I still haven't changed out of the like street clothes over uh, outfit. And got my little taser claws and they spark. And just like, you're not taking anything. She sighs and raises one hand and then just like waves. And uh, three armed men in like monarch power bodysuits step out and uh they all level guns at you these are like laser guns some sort of energy pistol max what do you do i am gonna do the same thing i always do when guns are leveled at me i'm throwing squire in the face of the closest one perfect we see you throw squire and we get a panel like from this gunman's perspective as squire is being thrown and like squire is launching towards the gunman And then we turn the page and cut back over to Amber and Dr. Septimus in this virtual space. And uh, Laura, also still looking like you, Amber, is kind of standing there and she's like, okay, so how is it going getting a body prepared? Laura, Dr. Septimus, Dr. Septimus, Laura, um, we have got a uh, body shell that we are working on that um, Max is currently going out test, taking it for a uh, weather test. Uh, we have got a whole bunch of different uh, options for like your body preference for you to work, for you to work out. We're, we got good, good progress. Like we are here because we want to uh, hear, hear your thoughts. Like what, what do you want to look like? And I think we get like probably way longer than you are comfortable with Amber because you are on a time crunch. Yep. 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 Laura just goes through and starts like being like, I want that nose. I want that skin color, that hair. And just like picking out uh, what she wants to look like. And we see like Dr. Dr. Septimus like circling on these pictures, which is happening virtually. So like when they return to the real world, they'll probably have to circle on the pictures again. But regardless, they are like taking copious notes and doing the thing. Laura kind of looks at Amber and is like, you're doing better than I was expecting. I'm impressed. Um, thanks. Yeah, it's uh, not like there's like um, time pressure or anything. I mean, you've done a fair bit in a day compared to the week deadline that I gave you. I told you you could do it. Um, thanks. And she ultimately goes through and picks out the full body there, uh, has decided what she wants it to look like. And we cut back into the laboratory. And Amber, it's at this point that you notice, like, it's you've been in there for a while. And Max is not back from taking the robot for a walk. Hey, um, Dr. Septimus, while um, you're you're working on that, um, I'm going to go check on Max. Uh, it's It's been a bit. So uh, I'll be back soon. Bye. Yeah, they don't even look at you. They just wave because they're back at the computer, like, Inputting all the images into a system to, like, build a body, essentially. Uh, And we cut back over to the park. Max, there are now more gunmen, but you've done a 
solid job holding off the crew there. Uh, so there's now like six people. Uh, tell me where we find you as we cut back into your situation. I think Squire and I at this moment are like on the top of the roof of the little like restroom outhouse building. I just kind of pinned down. And this scientist is like, Mr. Myers, if you just come down and give us the information, this doesn't have to go on any longer. But the longer it goes on, and I think I'm going to like lift my hand up with my cell phone recording, the more evidence I get of you all attacking a kid on the street with guns. She sighs and she says, everyone in Moon Harbor knows that you are not just a kid. Your secret identity has been gone for quite some time. Yeah, that doesn't mean I'm not still 15. The optics of this are going to be terrible. You might want to find a new job. She sighs and she says, someone aim for the phone. And then the uh, armed guards all raise their weapons up at the exact same moment that Amber arrives. Rebel Rouser, you walk in uh, or walk over to see Max and Squire and the robot on the roof of this uh, restroom, surrounded by armored, uh, armed guards and uh, a weary-looking scientist. I think, like, as she uh, approaches, uh, Amber has put up, like, the rebel rouser hood, um, and, like, I guess, like, she had been wearing, like, I don't know, like, a flannel and is, like, unbuttoned enough so you can, like, see the, 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 um, the RR on it. Because, like, you, you, you gotta have that visual. And uh, I guess if they're facing Max, then they might not have seen her. So I think what Amber is going to do is, I think, like, go behind, like, the scientist and, like, reach towards their shadow, like, towards, like, the head and, like, kind of grab, like, the the shadow of their hair, like, kind of pulling it back and that, like you know, like kind of yanking back somebody's hair a bit. It's just like, okay, so here's what's going to happen. You're all going to go fuck off and leave my friend alone. And we can just forget this ever happened. Okay. Also, um, I'm definitely going to be checking out those uh, headsets because it's kind of weird that y'all know things that we're doing. Oh yeah. Remember you have you guys put trackers on them? That was pretty fucked up. Sounds like that might be a move there. Uh, sounds like provoke or maybe stand up for something. Yeah, stand up for something works. That's a six. Um, Max. <laughs> My held up phone. I like flip over to live streaming to push it up one. Spend a team. Just apply the extra pressure. Perfect. Okay. Uh, so that pushes up to a seven. Um, I guess to to go into the theme of what's been happening, uh, lizard, listeners can't attack you without losing status or position. Excellent. And there's a moment where, like, the scientist, like, winces as you pull her hair back. And then she's like, okay. And she just kind of waves her hand and the armed uh, guards stand down. And she's like, you are correct, Rebel Rouser, about some of our previous business practices. So let's say that we forget this situation forget what you are doing, and in return, you forget about our previous actions. Clean slate. I mean, we can't promise that the wild thing is going to forget, but sure. She nods and she says, 
Okay, if you want to release my hair now, uh, I think we will be on our way. I think Amber like stares her dead in the eye for like a couple seconds before releasing. Uh, and she and the armed men leave. Uh, don't threaten any more literal children on your way. And I think I hop down, uh, walk over to Amber, kind of like look at, look or watch them walk away. Thanks. Uh, monarch power is getting a bit aggressive. Yeah, um, that sounds like uh, another thing to talk about when we're done. Yeah, let's go get this static out of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we I'd, we'll be finished with um, Laura picking uh, out um, appearances. She's going to look great. Are, are you okay? Yeah, I just I like looked out back down the street after them. We'll deal with it later. I just kind of shake my head and uh, start walking back towards the lab. Yeah, it's not like this was um, in a public place, easily noticeable or anything. What the fuck? And I think with that, what the fuck, we cut back over to the lab. Uh, and you all arrive just as Dr. Septimus is like essentially 3D printing skin for this robot. Cool. Creepy. Yeah, it's a little terrifying. Um, but like, it's also like there is like the appearance of musculature underneath and like it's super high tech so like it's also like 3d printing a scalp with hair in it like if it wasn't for the fact that this like skin pile is flat it would look very realistic i'm sure the uh, artist had a lot of fun with these panels yeah it's a, a little creepy but also like very effective and dr septimus sees you come in and is like okay uh if you put the body back on the table um we can start for lack of a better word, uh, dressing it. I suppose skinning it feels incorrect because skinning implies removing of skin, but we can start decorating the body. Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, Max, wanna help me lift it up? Yeah, and I, we, yeah, we lift it up onto the table. And I think we get another montage series. And when we pull back, like Laura is laying on a table. The body has not yet been activated, but it straight up just looks like a person laying there. We have like tossed on like a t-shirt and like shorts just for like a uh, modesty level. And the, and Dr. Septimus looks between the two of you and is like, I can turn on the robotics of it. We will need to use the headset to transfer Laura's mind into this body. I have a suggestion for the clothes. I, I uh, think it's uh, dr the body is dressed in raccoon pajamas, just like a mishmash of a couple different people's versions of those pajamas. Yes. Perfect. Uh, and the professor offers you a headset, Amber, and then puts a headset on Laura's body. And then uh, Dr. Supreme says, okay, so once we get these turned on, essentially, um, Laura has the ability to go into her own body at this point, and they, like, flip a switch and you are in the VR world. And Laura is standing there. She no longer looks like a pixelated version of you, but she looks like a pixelated version of what is now herself. And she's like, thank you for your help with this. You're welcome. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you think? Uh, you, you like it? Yes, at this point, I'm happy to transfer the code out of your body and into this other host. And I mean, it seems like 
the technology matches, so it shouldn't do any corrupting. Also, uh, we're totally going to plan like a, um, I, what do you, I mean, I, I, I guess a welcome to your body party? I don't know. We'll workshop a name. A body warming party. Uh, and she smiles and she says uh, a couple last minute things. The ship may experience a momentary lapse of mobility while things are transferred over. Uh, it shouldn't be enough to drop it out of the sky. It will just maybe fall a few feet and likely the uh, invisibility will wear off for just a moment. But right now it I am positioned high enough above the clouds that there shouldn't be any visibility issues there. It will go into automatic power and then the ship will no longer need a soul attached to it for it to move. It'll just be a regular spaceship. Okay, I guess are you ready to get in there? Um, wait, before you do, okay, since it's just us in here, when uh, when you, I guess, like, turn on, can you please, like, do, like, put your arms up and do, like, I'm alive and, like, rise really dramatically? It's gonna be great. She grins and she's like, I can do that. Cool, you, you ready? She nods and smiles. And then I think she, like, steps... There's a doorway um, that materializes near her and she walks over and opens it and steps through. And we cut back to Max and Do- uh, Dr. Septimus as suddenly Laura rises dramatically with arms outstretched in front of her and lets out this like guttural moan and says, I'm alive. And we get like a panel of us like jumping back shocked. I think that's delightful. With like Amber taking off like the headset and just cackling. <laughs> And Laura holds up her hand for a high five. I will give her a high five. Moon Harbor Heroes is produced by Icy Sheets, T. Huth, and Elliot Peterson, and edited by Icy Sheets and Sean Geddes. Icy can be found on Twitter at IcyNewYear or at IcyNewYear.com. T can be found on Twitter or Instagram at TPHuth94. That's T-P-H-U-T-H-9-4. Elliot can be found at Elliot Yelen on Twitter. That's E-L-L-I-O-T-Y-L-E-N. Sean can be found at The Crumpet on Twitter. That's T-H-E- C-R-U-M-P-I-T. This issue is GM'd by T. Huth. The Blade of Sorrows is played by Jason Patrick Gallett. Jason Patrick Gallett, widely known in pop culture circles as JPG, is a pop culture critic and geek educator. His public speaking work with private businesses and outlets like Comic-Con International aims to enhance how people interact with media on an educational and inclusive level. You can find his voice on the podcasts like In Quest of Geek, providing your next pop culture journey, and Nerds on a Roll, an actual play tabletop RPG bringing stories that matter to the table. You can find those at Inquest of Geek and at N-O-A-R underscore podcast, respectively. JPG can be found at J-P-G. That's J-A-E-P-E-A-G-E-E on Twitter. Flyby is played by Jane Berry. 
You can find her at Jane minus Tarzan on Twitter. Rascal King was played by Icy Sheets. Rebel Rouser is played by Elliot Peterson. The Wild Thing is played by Rose Hahn. Rose is an actor, content creator, and mental health advocate. Her podcast, What Was I Saying? Living with ADHD, can be found on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play Music, or on Twitter at what underscore was I saying. She can be found on Twitter or Instagram at SmileyRosie, S-M-I-L-E-Y-R-O-S-E-Y-Y-Y-Y. The music in this issue is Mistake the Getaway by Kevin MacLeod. A link to his website and the license will be in the show notes. Moon Harbor Heroes is played using Masks A New Generation, written by Brendan Conway and produced by Magpie Games. Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles or on Patreon at patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at moonharborheroes at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at moonharborcast. If you enjoyed this issue, please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice or tell a friend. Five-star reviews and word of mouth are really the best way for us to keep bringing these stories to more people. And thank you so much for helping us save the world. We'll see you next issue.